Okay, welcome to the Rewired Podcast. I have a special guest today, and I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, Penny Pang and I have uh, known each other for quite a while. I was actually, for some people that may not know, I was uh, a co-owner of a gym, and this is going back almost a decade ago, and where Penny was a uh, a superstar uh, fitness uh, class leader, and um, we reconnected recently and had such an amazing conversation there was such an alignment and i was just so in awe of everything she shared with me so penny welcome to the podcast thank you brian it's good to be here yeah so penny is a wellness and fitness and life coach i think would be at the very high level she's so much more than that i'm so excited to get into what we're going to talk about today um and i think like a lot of people who are in this space penny i mean a lot of people that that do this type of work, a lot of this comes from who we've become over the years and what we want to share with others. So maybe we could start by you sharing a little bit about your story. And I know you've overcome obstacles over the years and things to get to where you are today. So um, maybe you could just kind of give us a, a quick summary of, of things in your life and how you've developed to this point. Right. Wow. That's like a loaded question, but I can <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's just, you know, yeah but you know you bring a good point because I'm not the only one we all go through life and have traumas in different times could be from childhood could be from adulthood or a bit of both and so you know it's usually those moments that feels the darkest or the lowest is where you start to grow even more depending on how you take in that that challenge, right? Some people take it, maybe they take it in a negative way. And some people actually try to find more expansion as a result of it, like looking for more, right? To be better. So I think for me at first, it was tough growing up. You know, like most stories, I'm sure you can relate in some way. You know, mine was my my story, you know, having physical abuse and all that mental abuse. So as you grow up with this self-esteem that's pretty low, you know, you tend to feel like everything you do is for, you know, to prove yourself. You know, so at first, that's how I started. I was like, I feel myself really trying to prove myself, you know, to prove that I'm worth it. I'm I'm worth loving. And so I was doing a lot of stuff out of motivation to be successful. But over time, of course, studying, doing self-work, you know, looking into something deeper, because all that motivation, all that stuff that you do out of motivation can only take you so far and make you feel so good on the outside, I think. But I think deep down, like I think I was saying earlier, like when you close that door at night and you're all by yourself and you're all in your own thoughts and mind and, and your own feelings, how do you self-empower then? How do you feel good then? How do you heal then? Can you be with yourself and not feel like you need to go find someone? Or at one time I even felt like I needed to, you know, end it, you know, that feeling of wanting to end it. Yeah. And it's just not very self-empowering, did not feel good. And I think that really propelled me. Like how can someone feel this bad and find a way to come out and feel good, right? Feel empowered without external, without always depending on someone else or something else, whether it's medication or, or a community or a person or a doctor, what if I can do it myself? That was my resonant, that's the question. That was my passion. And so fast forward because of that passion, you know, led me to one thing after another. And that's how I ended up really looking within. And in looking within is what I realized that most people need to do because when you look deep within that's when you connect with this higher intelligence there's a source energy that we're all a part of that that's where we came from and until you connect back to where you came from um, this unconditional love this wisdom nothing 
will ever do. No matter how good it sounds in the moment, you always come home again and then there you are alone again. What do you do then, right? So ever since I connected with them again, more so, more so even during COVID, to tell you the truth, um, even before COVID, I was kind of resistant to this feeling that I was getting, this energy. You know, I know I'm probably saying more than you asked for. So feel free to stop me anytime. No, you keep going. <laughs> so I um, was working on this whole self-work. I think everybody understands this. They all do it, right? In their own little way. Meditation, looking for self-coach and self-help books. And I was doing all of that modality, you name it. Um, it wasn't until really around, around 2017, I want to say. Around 2017 is when I really felt it. You know, I felt this really powerful energy flowing through me and guiding me. At the time, I was already creating a workshop, a workshop called Clean Slate Mastery to, to show people how to do what I was doing, like to feel good from the inside out. Um, because like you said, I started as a trainer, right? Back at the time when you had that gym that was like back in 2010 or something. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. so I was a trainer. But then over time, I, I said, people need more than just workout for the body. The fitness mm -hmm. body is great. What about the heart and the mind and the soul, right? So that's where I, as a trainer, I was building my business around that, but making money to support and, and have a great life. But in the background, I was constantly working at this, how do we do things in a deeper, you know, go deeper. So fast forward from 2010 all the way to 2017. So I've been working at this for a while, but then it was in 2017, like I said, when I really felt it. This energy flowing through me after many meditations, after many different kind of modalities and work. Um, and at first, I wasn't sure if I was imagining this flow of energy guiding me to create Clean Slate Mastery in such a way that, you know, I wasn't sure about. But I thought it was my imagination at first. <laughs> so I, you know, I just thought it was me talking to myself a whole lot. <laughs> I think talking to myself a lot, but it was fun. It was fun. So I allowed it. I let it, I let myself talk. And I, and I, you know, was feeling satisfied, feeling enriched about it when I allowed the flow. But then I didn't feel very good when I resisted the flow, meaning when I didn't believe it. I was like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining this. And that's when it just didn't feel right. So, you know, over time, it had to happen over time. Eventually, over time, after more self-work, right, stuff that you offer, stuff that other people offer, it was my wanting and my passion and my focus uh, to, to grow in this area that eventually, over time, it became even more in tune with this energy. And I had to come to terms. I had to come to terms with the validity of what was actually happening through me, for me, but also as me. And, you know, the reason for that is because I couldn't really brush it off anymore because a lot of times when this energy comes through, it's offering me concepts and ideas that I usually don't yet understand. Um, in the beginning, there would be words that come through that I rarely or ever use. So I have to look it up all the time. Like, what does that mean? Right? I've heard of this word, I think, but I don't know what it means. So I, because of that, I knew I wasn't working alone because it happened a lot, um, you know, even though I try not to, you know, have to explain it. So I, I just try to brush it off because I don't want to explain it to anybody. I didn't want to sound strange. Kept it to myself. Only one friend knew, my best friend. Um, and then uh, it was COVID. Then COVID hit. That's when, you know, everything was locked up. We were all locked down, right? So there was uh, less distraction in the air. And that's when I was left to myself. 
-hmm. And you know what? That's when the connection with this team of energy uh, grew even stronger. And I got increasingly uncomfortable every time I tried to downplay this truth. Uh, they were really driving me to be authentic. Like, speak your truth and be honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had to practice that. So fast forward to today, um, those who have worked with me in, in a certain caliber do know that I use the word we a lot because uh, I don't work alone. I'm not working alone. I used to like to take that all credit to myself. Oh, I thought of that. I did that. And then I was like, no, I didn't do all of that. I wasn't that smart. It came through me. So now I come to embrace this higher intelligence. You know, I call it source energy Um as my team, I call them whatever you need. Everyone calls their spirits or guides or whatever. God, you could call it whatever you want. I call it my team of energy. I consider them my, my non-physical friends, but they've been my best, my absolute best spiritual coach, spiritual life coach, actually. I only depend and listen to them. I don't read any books anymore. I don't, I don't listen to anybody anymore. I used to look for everything outside of me. Sometimes they'll guide me to something needed. So it's through a book or through a person or through a show or a movie or a place I need to be. So I allow that space so they can play. Otherwise I take over too much, I'm very resistant. And then I don't let them play very much. So I block myself from all of these wonderful things, even opportunities, right? So it comes through people. So I have to be willing to see past a lot of things. They taught me that. Um, don't look at people's good, wrongdoing or right doing because they're all just like you trying to find joy in this world. They're trying, all came to earth to touch one another's hearts. And they may have done things along the way that could be hurtful, but that doesn't make them wrong or bad. It just makes them human. But now they just need to connect their spirit and their human and merge the two again. So now they can have more fun and they don't feel wrong all the time. They don't feel bad. The reason people act the way they do is at the end of the day, it's more self-guilt, more self-sabotage than anything. It's not someone else doing it to you. It's you doing it to you. It was really hard when they first said to me, when I in our earlier communication, when I'm still kind of learning this stuff, they said to me, they brought to my attention, I want to say, that everything that you are experiencing, whether good or bad, is a result of your own doing because it's your own attraction. You are focusing on something so much that you attracted it. No one to blame for the things that are not good and no one to credit for the things that are good. It's all you doing it to you. So that was kind of tough to hear, right? Because, you know, you have a bit of ego. But um, there's, they said, we're not saying that you did it all on purpose. What we're saying is because you don't yet understand the laws in this universe and how this energy world works, you and most others create mostly by default. And then it's easy to blame one another when you're not satisfied. But when you're not satisfied, it's because when you're not satisfied with someone or something, it's not because of them. Although it may seem like it's because of them on the physical front, but if you look at the truth of the matter behind the scenes, you only feel discord if you ever pinch your source off. When you pinch your leverage off, that's the only time anyone ever feels discord. Yeah. So if you don't like what you don't like, if you don't, you want to change something, you don't like how something's working or how someone's behaving, don't look to someone else to change. 
you have to change your focus, he said. Mm. You have to change from within, otherwise you go without, without your leverage, without your source. So you continue to be critical of other people and of yourself, and you might be dissatisfied or just feel discord. That's all you. So that's when I came back to, you see how I had to go into me to do all this work. I had to look into me. I have to change even, you know, it's not, no blames. Um, it took me a long time to practice it, <laughs> a long time, um, to embody it. Um, but they never, see, here's the thing about them, and you know it's them, because they never make you feel bad about anything. They're never impatient. They're never critical. They never once asked me, what took you so long? Where have you been? You know, why did you leave? Never. They only continue to show unconditional love. And it's not like human love. It's so much better. They just offer. They keep offering. They keep offering this, offering me a deeper understanding of how life works behind the scenes. And 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 to um, they keep helping me to see beyond just surface level, like why someone's behaving or not behaving, why something's happening or not happening teaching me how to see beyond the surface level story. And because of that, I was able to become less stressed, less anxious, less uh, worried about everything all the time, taking over, trying to control situations. I just became more trusting and more open and more present. So this is all how they teach. And then of course, they eventually started to show me how to merge the spiritual and physical, because that's who you are. You and I were all born to be a blended being merging physical and spiritual and when you do that now you begin to see from the eyes of source and not just through the eyes of your physical self and that is when you're self-empowered that is when you feel that you are not working alone and you're always on point amazing well that sure was a loaded question and uh thank you so much for sharing all of that penny and and what i really love about the way you they share your story talk. as well no, it all comes through really fast no, stream of something that i water stream of river i don't know <laughs> it was a it does, definitely was a river of of uh, knowledge and wisdom there so thank you for sharing but it's interesting and i love the way you you share your story you know um sometimes we get caught up too much in the past and talking about all of the things uh, i love how you're really focused on on the now and and where things are at but i do want to dig in a little bit deeper on your team and and ask some more questions around that but just to go <laughs> back for a second because I think a lot of people listening right now, some people are are catching every word you're saying. Some people are just beginning their sort of journey with some practices and they're beginning to dip their toe into that, that deeper connection from within. And then there's other people who were probably very much like you, who were, you know, focused on the physical and, you know, you create created uh, great success in, in the physical and as an entrepreneur and for a lot of people, that's where it that's where it ends as far as their journey goes. They'd never take that step inward. And so I'm just curious because I know, you know, in your case, it seemed that you were being nudged by something. I mean, for me, it was like numerology at first, I think was just sort of that thing that just kept coming up for me. I'm like, okay, you beat me over the head enough. I'm going to just open a book and open my mind and just begin this path and this journey and all the different practices that came with it. I don't think that everybody has the same experience as you in terms of having that that real deep nudge where there's something happening and then there's almost a contrast between yourself and that and and then eventually you begin to surrender to that and and you know evolve very quickly inward mm -hmm. but for people listening i mean 
take go, going back to you know the 2010 era where you're really on top of your game in many places and you had already overcome so much in your life previous to that how do people gain that awareness or or how do people notice something that's happening you know that may be happening naturally or even through an influence like yourself i'm just curious like how do people get started in, in your in your mind that's such a great question you brought up so many great points and thank you cuz I wouldn't remember them myself, but they have it all held up. They're like, okay, got it. So we're going to answer this first. Um, about the whole, uh, everyone's in different places. Okay. So they're talking about path of least resistance right now. They're saying everyone's path of least resistance is different. So at one time, my path of least resistance was going to a tarot card reader. You know, that was all I can remember. That's all that I can believe in. I, I couldn't believe in this. This is too much of a stretch. So this would not be my path of least resistance, you know, 20 years ago. I would like rely on, uh, what do you call them, mediums and stuff. So everyone is serving a purpose because everyone is someone else's path of least resistance. Every group, every community, even if we want to call that group wrong or bad, they are a path of least resistance to someone else who need to learn a certain lesson first, and that launches them to that new way of being and thinking and doing, whether it's to grab that book and go into numerology, whatever. So all of these modalities is just like training, like when we're fitness training. Not everybody wants to do CrossFit. Not everybody wants to do yoga. Not every right. Not everybody wants mm-hmm. to go fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's always something for everybody. That's why nothing is wrong in this world and everything belongs as it is. So we can be, uh, you know, kind of guided through path of these resistance. So the thing to your question is, it can seem wrong sometimes. It can seem wrong when you're going through a path of these resistance because you're like, that's not where I want to be. Why am I here? I want this. I want that. Yeah, but this is what you can do for now. This is what you are ready for for now. Because I do remember uh, so they want me to tell this story. So I do remember the time when I was going through depression and post-traumatic stress disorder uh, because I just, you know, had so much energy resistance and my energy accumulated over time from childhood that I didn't deal with. So with this business and I was successful, I thought I was successful because I was, you know, making money. I had the recognition, but that's not really success because deep down I was mostly calibrated to a lower uh, energy. I was always feeling not so good 70% of the time, but nobody knew that. I looked pretty good outside, you know, I'm always smiling. But then when I closed that door at night, no, you know, I was a different person. I was sad and I would drink and get drunk and try and numb it all. But when I really needed help, and I said, I really need this help, and I really need to get out of this, I don't like it. So what happens with that path of least resistance? My inner being was guiding me. See what happens when you, when you, anybody, us, vibrational beings that we are, have these feelings of contrast, meaning like when we don't like something, right? When we don't feel good, or I don't like the way you behave. I don't like this, this, this work and how I'm feeling about this work. Whatever, those are all contrasts. So when you're feeling contrast or experiencing contrast, it's actually helping you launch these rockets of desires of wanting the equal opposite. When you, someone's not nice, you want them to be nicer. When you're misunderstood, you want to be understood. It's just a vibrational wanting. You don't even have to use words. No words. It's all vibrational conversation. And in that moment, your inner being actually starts guiding you through your path of least resistance. But most people don't recognize it because no one's ever taught us that. You know, if, if anything, the world has been taking us away from our inner being, taking us away from trusting that inner voice, because that inner voice is your team of energy helping you and guiding you. But we've all been taken away from that from young. 
Our parents never knew. They didn't know that. It's not their fault. You know, they had good intentions to, to raise us and to be strong, and but they forgot and no one taught them. And then society takes us away even further to connect with that inner being, that team of spirit guides, because now they're guiding you through the path of these resistance. For me, at the time, the path of resistance looked like everything was falling apart. Everything I was trying to do to build that business back, I was depressed, obviously. I had PTSD. I couldn't do work. I was just going into bankruptcy. And I was really trying to build it back. But everything I did just got harder. Nothing was working. Everything was falling apart. And I thought something was really wrong with me. What's wrong with me? You know? So, but that was the path of least resistance because otherwise I would have just kept being more and more disconnected if I try to keep building this empire because I was doing it all from the wrong place, doing it out of motivation. None of that was inspired. All of that was me pushing, forcing, pushing the car and forcing the situation. Yes, everyone does that. Most people do it and they get success out of that. But then the the, the price you pay is stress. You lose your family or you get sick. You have migraines, you have cancer, all that resistance accumulated you get something as a result whatever it is it all is comes down to being so much resistance so some people have migraines some people different things right so for them they slowed me down it looked like everything was falling apart so i was like something's wrong with me and but then it wasn't it was just about showing me they showed me an image of a train you know can you imagine a train going full speeds in the wrong direction and you slam on that brake to try and stop that train it is going to derail it is going to cause a mess my inner being knew that and it knew it i could stop at once if you know to pump the brakes first allow that train to come to a safe slow then you turn it around now there's no derailment right that was what was happening for me but I didn't know that at the time. I was like, everything's going wrong. But then really it slowed me down so I could release resistance little at a time. It put me to sleep, made me take naps. I'm like, how dare I take naps? I started judging myself. You don't take naps, Penny, because I wasn't raised that way. I was raised that if you take naps and sleep a lot, you're not going to be productive. You're not going to be successful. You got to catch up. So I've, I judged myself a lot because of all these old conditions, all these thought things I've been taught. And then here's the inner being showing me everything opposite of that. I'm like, ah, I was in this tug of war. So I had to allow myself to take that nap and all those many, many naps, many naps. I even like, why am I always sleeping? <laughs> I'm always sleeping, I'm always tired. And because it was a way of pumping my brakes allowing me to slow my momentum. So every time you slow your momentum a little bit, your energy, your vibration, right? We're all vibrational beings. Allow me to release a little bit of resistance. Enough to receive the next impulse. Enough to receive the next information, the next piece of advice that slowly made me more receptive to growing into spiritual, to growing into things that are uncomfortable for me. Right. So those moments. So path of least resistance is super important. People need to understand it doesn't have to look like roses, rainbows and unicorns. It, it can look very. They said this. It, yes, we get it. It's not the best answer, but it's the better answer for now. No, it's not the best thing for you, but it is the better thing for now. And they're saying it's always about for now. Everything in life is about doing what you need to do for now if you don't resist it you will pass through faster a lot of times we resist it this is not what i want to do this is not my idea you know and then it's like a kid you know you have to like it's harder to put a kid that's screaming and fighting you in you know in the car 
It's easy when the kid is just calm and you just put them in the car. Yeah. Yep. So that's how we are. We're like, oh, I don't want to go there. That's not successful. That's not good. People are going to, yep. yeah, right. But if you actually allow it, allow that path of resistance, least of resistance, even though it doesn't seem like something you want, but it is the next, the next book, the next person you need to talk to, even though everyone says that person is not really good. You should talk to that person. Listen to your inner being. That person has something to say, regardless of what other people have to think. You go talk to that person and see what nugget you can get. And that is your next path to the next thing and the next thing. And then once you start trusting, the momentum ensues. And that's when you start to the next and the next and you start connecting more and then more and then more. And then when COVID hit, everyone goes, oh, the world's ending and I'm going, the world is great because I was feeling connection, right? So it really is perspective and where you choose to focus that makes your reality yours. Yeah, yeah. beautifully said. I love that. And the resistance thing is such a simple concept and so important, you know, because pain is always consistent in our life. There's always going to be things. It's literally our resistance to that that creates our own suffering or not. The problem is for a lot of people, and, you know, I, I want to like sort of tie this in as well to, you know, like self-care and protecting time for people to actually listen to what's happening and really feel into what's happening with them within their own awareness. But the problem is for a lot of people is, you know, that you, you alluded to this is that the programming and the patterns that we have are so ingrained. Some of this, you know, a lot of it from our childhood that we don't hear, we just keep pushing through the pain and, and creating more resistance and more suffering when really we do need to be suffering or, or feeling things from moment to moment. Like you said, the next person, what's the next step? It's not one thing meditation is not going to cure your life. Nothing in one thing is going to be perfect for that person. But a lot of people are literally in autopilot. And I would say that because of all the noise in the world right now, you know, people are walking around with the extension of their thinking mind right here. So if they, if this isn't happening and they're in their own thoughts for a second, it's so busy that they got to grab this again. And then it's like, you know, or, or, or like you were talking about drinking and things, that, which I'm familiar with numbing myself out from those thoughts and the noise and the pain and, and the things. How does one begin to then learn to slow things down to listen, to realize that we are creating this resistance and, and by surrendering and letting things flow moment by moment, things begin to open up and we start to connect to wisdom far greater than we have, you know, packed in here so far. So, I mean, People understand the word self-care. They understand, you know, protecting time for something, whether it's a, you know, a walk in, the, in nature, um, shutting off your technology, having a silent morning, you know, doing some kind of Netflix detox. I don't know. But what do you recommend for somebody who's like, who's, who's picking up what we're laying down right now and they notice this in their own life, but they're not noticing it enough because we're getting stuck in that pattern too often. Mm -hmm. It's default. Um, so th those are deep, like when you say autopilot, you just do it, right? You don't even realize it. So I call it living in a trance, right? You're sort of in a default mode. Um, when this happens, you do that. When that happens, you do that. When someone says this, you follow. When a news says that, you listen. And da -da 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 you don't realize you're actually living in a trance. It's like telling a fish you're in water. You're like, I'm in water. I'm not. You're in water. <laughs> right. No, right? It's just so ingrained, right? So Default is uh, something that, uh, so there's something called being a deliberate creator. I'm sure you might have heard it along your way in your journey, right? A lot of people, myself included, one time, uh, we, we live by default. But 
You have to do the work to become the deliberate creator that you were meant to be when you came here. That was the divine agreement when you came here to play in this time-space dimension is to be a deliberate creator because that's where the fun is, not the default stuff. The default stuff was just the blind leading the blind, not the blind leading the blind, and now generation has come and that's where it is. We need to come back to who we truly are. Until that happens, you are never completely satisfied. So to be truly who you are, when you say, I love what you said. How do people tap in that higher energy? How do they? Well, the higher energy is you. You are the higher energy. You came from that same higher energy or whatever people want to call it. It's all one. There is no separation. So when you say, how do I tap into it? How do I look into it? How can I become? Well, you just have to get to know yourself because you are it. Mm. Looking within. Otherwise, you go without. That's what they taught me. You go without your source, without your leverage, without that higher energy, all that's good stuff you're talking about, all that fun that we want to have, you know? So back to yourself. You got to do the work. And the work has to be something that have to be willing to do, meaning they have to be ready. Like when I wasn't ready, it was a little bit of a fight, like a screaming kid that you could try to get in the car. It's really hard. But then when I was more or less and less and less, less resistance, they were able to pick me up and drop me off where they want to pick me up and drop me off. You have to be willing to trust and believe that there is something bigger than yourself. You know, these hands are not moving on their own when you're connected. These, the body is not moving by itself when you're connected. They're guiding you. Think about how you cut yourself and it heals. Is that magic? Something bigger is happening there. If you believe in that something bigger that's making the plants grow every, every summer and then they, they go to sleep every winter, what's doing that? Who's launching all this dirt from gases and dirt and launching into space and making new planets and stars? Who's doing that? Right? We study, we learn, we think about scientists trying to find out what's going on. They can't even explain it because it is something so much bigger and beyond us. So until you're ready to see how it is that you are that and you want to explore because you're curious, curious is good because curious means you're back to more of who you are. You came here because you're curious. You you have to be curious. That's why kids are so fun because they're so curious. You gotta be a kid again. You gotta erase and almost learn again. That's why I call my workshop Clean Slate Mastery. Clean Slate. But Clean Slate doesn't have to happen once and once only. Clean Slate can happen every morning you wake up. Clean Slate can happen in this moment as you and I talk and the next moment as I leave this door. Clean Slate, Clean Slate, Clean Slate. You don't carry or drag any past with you. It always feels amazing. It always feels amazing. That's how it is when you are connected. You feel it at least, at least 80% of the time. Why not 100? I said, why not 100? It's like, no hundreds. <laughs> no hundreds, my love. Because 100 means you are denying and rejecting and negating the fact that you have to have contrast in this world. The divine design of this universe is to have contrast because without the contrast, you cannot launch into more. There's nothing to give you that contrast, that bounds to clarify what you want even more and to, 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 to expand, to grow. So contrast is a good thing. You want to allow for some contrast, but because of the default ways of doing things, like you said, we all fall into this place where we are allowing more contrast than necessary. That's why we're feeling this. Things are not working in my favor. I'm feeling stressed. My kid's not listening to me. My work is not working out. Like we have all these con things we're not happy about, right? My, my teeth is always hurting, right? So when you decide, when you allow the divine universe, that means you're accepting. 
You're not rejecting because rejecting is not who you are. When you do these things that are not who you are, that's when you feel the worst. You got to go back to who you are. You do not reject. You do not negate. You understand that this divine universe has a beautiful, has it all set up for you. This is for you. So you have to come to embrace contrast in a way that you take in just enough. They're saying to me, you are never wrong about anything you're doing. The only reason, the only reason, the only time you feel wrong is if you have stayed there too long. You focus there too long. You're supposed to not be a default creator. You're supposed to be a deliberate creator. You deliberately go there, not to stay there. You deliberately go to those contrasts to go there, but don't stay there. Go there to get clear about what you want and then allow them to guide you to the new more and better that you alone cannot come up with that is not your job you do not have the higher vantage point they do the divine agreement when you came here is that you do your part and have fun we do our part and have fun with you we work together we are your higher vantage point because we can see behind the scenes you are on the physical front let's work together we're all going to have some fun but when we came here most of us did not follow that divine agreement we get lost into this world of physical things and mm. and default ways of being. And so that's why more and more you notice people are awakening. They want, they're looking. That's why there was meditation and there's Pilates and there's yoga. It's all these different modalities, mindfulness, meditation, to help people find themselves again. Because nothing else will do, no matter how much money you make and how many wives and girlfriends you have or how many, it doesn't matter. It will always feel empty. Because you close that door, you're still with yourself. But when you can close that door and you have a whole team of people cheering you on, you're feeling amazing, and you're sitting here in the room by yourself and you're laughing, that is self-empowerment. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, that just your last the last statement you made, you know, there's there's moments in my own practice when I do feel so connected that I do feel my heart is full and I do feel that there's nothing I could possibly want on the outside. And I've really just accepted who I am, you know, forgiven myself, forgiven everyone. And I'm free for a moment, you know, and then I'm always, then the construct comes back and and the triggers of life that bring us back to that come back. I mean, mindfulness for me has been very powerful. And I've been working with that since those days, uh, going back to the gym days as well. But a lot you said is um, in alignment with that as well. It was like unlearning and undoing and deprogramming. And when we look at things being curious, as you said, as well, and open and accepting the contrast, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, it's all part of the whole, the whole thing and to be aware of. And so I just love that, that, um, you know, that the way you share it, and, and it's very simple, but very hard to do, you know, like, the concept is simple, people want, they think it has to be very complex, or you know, or you're looking to take a pill or something else to to fix it, right? But it's I think it really comes down to the awareness and just noticing more. You said like moment by moment, and it can be a hundred, as you said. I mean, it, it can be if you really surrender to it, and it's yeah. And that means you're dead. They said if it's a hundred percent no contrast, it means you're dead. That means you're back to non physical where they are. Do you want to be, are you ready to come home? No, no, you're not. No, no, no. So I, I was thinking hundred percent in terms of how you feel in alignment. Yes, um, yes. yes, yes. No, yeah, no, but I, I've heard, I've heard that though. I've heard that analogy though, when you're like right back, you know, and doing uh, yeah. work with Joe Dispenza as well, when you're back in the field of consciousness, it gets pretty boring there. It's just yeah, like, it's you know, it's just, boring. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been in there and it's so, 
when I got really bored, I now I don't go there and feel bored because they said to you, they said to me, to us, don't ever feel bored. That means it's time to get up and go do something. That means it's time where, you know, flowing things are flowing. You don't have to sit there like a monk. It's not a five, 10, 20, 30. There's no rules. It's when it's ready, you go. So now I learned to just charge as I go, meditate as I go. I don't need to sit there and always just yeah. be worried if I'm not closing my eyes. It's, there's no worry. It's more fun. And so they, they want us to be less, less, less taking things so seriously. Like, it's not that serious. They said, nothing serious going on. You're supposed to have fun with us. All of us, you all, you all, each of you have your own team of energies that are actually ready to play with you. But, you know, you're just the one hogging the whole sandbox and you don't want to play with them. But if you do, you will be led to the next, then the next and the next. And you'll start to, you'll know it right away. You don't need to wait like a week to know it. The minute it happens, you'll know. Because it feels so amazing. And then you start seeing synchronicities. Oh, what are the chances? Mm. Oh, my God. They, they show you synchronicities that you cannot miss when you are in alignment with them. Yes. That's another really great indicator of whether you're in alignment or not. So it's not always roses. may have to be some tough decisions. But even in those tough decisions, you feel a sense of calm or a sense of acceptance about it. That's when you know you're connected, even though you're having a tough time. There's a difference. There's a calm confidence. There's an acceptance. There's a compassion for self and others. Even when you're sad, that's when you know you're connected. That's why it's not 100%. You always be that 80. You can be 80 connected. The other 20, not so connected. But you kind of have to have that. Otherwise, there's no balance. And so when you learn to be more connected, 80% or more, then you do contrast 20. You get to play. You want that contrast. Otherwise, it's boring. Otherwise, you don't have more. And this is why I personally have come to terms because contrast, all the things you don't like and the way people are behaving and things are not working out, those are all contracts, right? Contrast is inevitable in this time-space dimension. So as long as you can be alive playing in this space, you're gonna to have to accept contrast. And if you're gonna do that, include your team because then it'll be so much more fun. And so what I've done is for me personally, I see experiencing all of this contrast as paying universal taxes on planet Earth. But I train myself. This is why I offer programs, programs and workshops so you can connect, so you can understand the difference between connecting and not connecting and how to become a team with your inner being and your team of energies and have things work more in your favor. So I have this process because they helped me with this process. Now we want to offer you guys that process so more and more people can be more awakened and happy in this life because you're meant to be happy. So taxes I pay. I pay my taxes for those reasons, but I train my focus to spend less than 20% of the time paying those dues in exchange for all that fun, all that happy, healthy life that we were all meant to live. I'm not the only one. You guys are all supposed to live joyfully every day. Oh, that's beautifully said. That's beautifully said. And you know, it's interesting, Penny, we, you shared a story with me just before the podcast Yeah, and it was about something recent and you did give me permission to to bring this up, um, but it was it was interesting because I was just you know observing you tell me the story and you know you've you've done all this work, but it's interesting how you know as you become a more of a teacher and and a guide in in this space and the world needs this right now. How you know in this particular forum, you know there was a lot of people around. Um, you were feeling that sort of thing boiling up inside with your team so i just thought maybe you could just describe right. that sort of process and and because i just thought it was fascinating it's a perfect real life example but how 
you still felt resistance in your body and, and it was manifesting as shaking and and yeah. then you know then soon as you allowed that to come through you know you, you felt great peace and then the, of course it landed exactly where, where it needed to. <laughs> right right so you know thank you for asking that question because it's a there's so much it, 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 there there's so many nuggets there but as, as i'm about to answer that question um <clears throat> You asked something, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. You asked something before we, we spoke uh, today and you said something about, uh, you know, I've seen people channel, channel, right? You said people are channeling all the time or some people, not everybody. Some people are channeling and then it's over. But then I said something to you that there's four stages of spiritual growth. And the first stage is the manif uh, the, the victim, victim consciousness where it's characterized by the belief that things are happening to me. <gasps> victim. And then the stage number two is that manifestor consciousness, where it's characterized by a belief that something's happening from me. Yeah, I am manifesting. Right. And then there is third, which is the uh channel consciousness, where things are happening through me. And then there is the fourth, which is the being consciousness, characterized by the belief that things are happening as me. And this is where you all belong. All of you belong to come back to as me. Because that means now you've merged your physical and spiritual self into one and you're now whole again. And life becomes so fun. You get to see through the eyes of your source and not just through the eyes of your physical self. And that's when you have a higher vantage point. That's when life is fun. That's when you do that 80%, 10, 20%, and then that, that 80. So that 20, well, that was my 20 yesterday. I paid my dues. So I was sitting, you know, it was uh, with a panel of uh, people who, you know, wealthy people they were looking for money funding for i'm not gonna name any names but this is all for a good cause uh, so mental health to support the research for medication for menopause you know for for uh, um, uh, starting communities and, and and you know kinds of stuff to support mental health which i thought was so wonderful it's always good remember it's everybody it, it's going to serve somebody's path of least resistance so it's good and then I started feeling this shaking. They said, we're going to take questions. Someone's asking a question. Awesome. Someone else is having awesome. And then I'm getting that nudge. And I felt this before, but this was really big. And it was like shaking. My heart was pumping so hard. I felt like it was going to fall out of my chest. And I started sweating. I'm like, what's happening? They're like, ask the question. And I was like, I don't know what question. I don't know how to say it. I don't know the words. But they said, we will guide you. So I was like, okay. So I put on my hands and I'm still shaking. And they gave me the mic and I stood up and go, hi, my name is Penny Paul. And then blah, 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 blah. I could hear myself speak bits and pieces. So I was so shaking still. But blah, 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 blah. 60 seconds worth of talking, right? Asking questions. Long story short, I sat down and everybody was shaking their head going, yes. Yes, and then later they all came to shake my hand. That was such a good question. You know, thank you for asking that. And and people were coming to me. I, I was still still in that space of shaking, right? So anyway, long story short, I paraphrase what I said, okay? I'm paraphrasing. So I said something to the effect of, you know, everything that you're offering is so wonderful because it's going to help somebody at some point to give them a jump start, whether it's the medication, whether it's the community, whether it's, uh, uh whatever it is it's going to give them the jump start the boost of confidence right but what are you doing what uh what kind of focus is being put around or effort around self 
empowerment. That means if I were to take all of that modality of the equation and that person is left to themselves, closed behind closed doors, by themselves to their own thoughts and feelings, how are they gonna feel good? How do, do can they do they know how to heal themselves if they have to? Do they know how to help themselves if they have to? That means they don't depend, not dependent. They're self-empowered. Is there anything of that nature? So apparently I've asked this big group of people who have a lot of money, a question that they maybe wasn't ready to answer. So that was what stirred the thing a little bit. Um, but it was a question that needed to be out there because general consensus so came up and said, that was a really good question. So it made me feel how much people really needed that. And that's not addressed as much as it should be addressed. And that's why you and I do the work we do. And hopefully more will come along and do it in the same way, in the most authentic way, not just to jump on board to try and get that fame or that recognition that I do mm, this work right. to really come from that right place and to come right. from that inner space and introduce other people to their inner space, not to their outer stuff. Outer stuff yes. is easy. Outer stuff is easy. So many of us lock that authenticness that comes through that truth, our truth because of fear of what other people will think, or we might <laughs> sound stupid or whatever, but <laughs> It's so nice that you've you've got this uh you've got this you've overcome this dialogue now and uh the truth is pouring out. Right. So Penny, I I think it's um you know you thank you so much for sharing everything that you have and it's the this work that you're doing it's so exciting. It seems that it's just getting started and 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 there's something happening right now where more and more people are waking up and becoming more and more receptive to this because we need this uh uh as a species right now to to evolve consciously. How do people, well, first off, what, what explain a little bit about um, your program and, and how do people connect with you if they're interested in learning more about that? Uh, well, there is a few. So the first program is a two-hour empowerment. I call it human empowerment uh, workshop session. It's a seminar with a bit of workshop at the end because it's like a question. I open myself to questions at the end of the workshop like I do with you uh, so people can, you know, it's a good time for them to ask. So uh, the first Two parts of the, the session is strictly information and allowing people to remember again, remember again. So warming them up to who they really are, seeing the eyes, seeing behind the scenes of their emotions, not just when I feel this way, but what's really happening when you feel this way, right? See behind. So see beyond meets the eye, basically. So as I warm them up into seeing things behind meets the eye, eventually at the third portion of the session, they get to ask questions. Right? So that's how they evolve and elevate Evolve and elevate your state of mind is the first component. It's a two-hour thing that is a prerequisite into Clean Slate Mastery programs. The Clean Slate is the one that I was talking about this whole time, where you learn to get into that stage one to stage four, right? That stage four is as you, when you become so self-empowered, you can use external things. You can still have fun. That's why you're here. You can drink, you can do a little bit of whatever you want to do that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. that we not take that away from you, that you're still just fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you're enjoying life the way you're meant to enjoy, not because you're depending on something, otherwise you're going to be dead, right? So please say mastery is really about learning how to have that self-empowerment, including how to heal yourself, how to deal with your child. Why are they not behaving? Uh, how to deal with the people at work that you find challenging. These people are so challenging. Um, just basically on dealing with your own self, your own resistance, your own mindset. So Clean Slate is all about that. And that's usually a workshop that's about three or four hours, depending on the group I'm working with. And, you know, because I'm launching this, uh, because I've been doing this for a while, but each year I refine and make it better and better. I want to say the latest and, and latest is always the greatest, right? You always try to make things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
latest and greatest. I want to say that that's a human talking. The latest and greatest. They would never say that. <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> um, yeah. Latest and greatest. Uh, yeah. That's coming. That's that's uh, coming and launching in 2024. And that's probably that's why they led me to many different people naturally, like you, wonderful people who are looking, searching already in the space and ready to um, be the catalyst to to help human empower. So for that reason, we're launching. And um, but for now, I uh, I'm, ha I'm setting it up. So all the setup, the talks and the getting it refined and all that stuff. So we launched next year. And if they follow me on social media, let's say on Instagram, Wellness with Penny, or even on Facebook, Wellness with Penny or Penny Pong, just my name, they will start to see announcements of where and when and all that kind of stuff. And they can just direct message me. If they're interested, they can just message me and say, put me on the list. So whenever you have one, just let me know what dates they are and where they are. So that's another way of doing it. Um, I'll also be collaborating. That's what I feel coming through, collaborating with people that are already in the space and are very much uh, in, uh, very interested in the space of, and want to grow and be a part of it. I'll collaborate with them to put on events, the event where we can invite you and you can come in and we can enjoy this process with us together and play. And um, so I don't have all the details, because it's a moment-to-moment -moment thing, apparently. But that is the detail for now. So just stay in touch, whether it's with you or with me. Like, this much. just social media is so wonderful. You know, the, the the way that we can all access each other is so abundant that you can find me and just put yourself on the list. Just message me. You know, I'm accessible. Um, yeah, so that's, that's how you would get in touch with me in terms of uh, being a part of that seminar. Uh, whether it's evolve elevate or clean slate yeah amazing yeah. well i just want to thank you so much penny and acknowledge you as well just for uh for sharing all of this for doing this work it's interesting those synchronicities you and i reconnected at a, a charity event well i see you every so often but uh, this was the time that we decided to get together and have that lunch and and go deeper with this and you shared all this with me and i'm just uh i'm so excited i'm honored to be part of it and uh i will keep everybody posted as well on the evolve and elevate program which i'll be doing with my team very soon and so thank you penny and uh i look forward to uh what's coming up next and to 2024 is going to be a good one it's going to be good it's going to be great yeah amazing all right thank, thank you thank you brian